Do you want to play an old-fashioned game that's now turning into a, a proper game of this podcast? Do you want to know how proper this sure. game is? Sure. I, now that I think about this, I'm wondering if, I'm, if I, what I'm saying is even right. Oh, I do. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> At first, I was like, wait, do I, am I prepared for this game? I think I am. And I am. Let's play a classic game of... Shit. <laughs> oh, nice. The nice. Apology. So, um... Do you want to play a game of Rate the Apology? Rate of the course. Apology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, have you seen... I'm a little flat on that, but that's okay. <laughs> is that... Yeah, it's not the greatest, let's be honest. Um, it, it is... But I like the weird to- tone to it. Have you right. seen the new um, BMW iX? Of no. course you have, and I know you haven't. No. Uh could you, you can tell me about it though. Do you want to, or you could just Google it. I could. Do you, I, I, I guess I could just Google. Because I would it. like I to get have your a computer opinion in front on it of before. Me. This is an apology issued by BMW. I over. Eight, you said I said IX over. IX. It's a brand new SUV that uh, electric SUV that's not out yet, but they released images SUV? Of, of their new electric SUV coming out in a few years. It looks kind of like uh, um, th- that grill reminds me of what car <laughs> company is that? I love that you went straight to the grill because people do not are not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, that so grill what you, is what, interesting. What do you think of it? How do you think it looks? Well, the, okay, so it, it's weird. So the the it looks the body looks kind of like a is like a Porsche Cayenne Cyan. Uh, you kind of looks like a Porsche Cayenne up from the body. Yep. Let me see. And I need to actually a, get a little bit. Of at least now. the angle I'm seeing from Google, just the shape of it reminds me of that. Okay. But then, but then the grill looks almost like two big, like a pair of oversized reading glasses or something. <laughs> um, they kind of look like a uh, buck teeth to me. You know. Oh yeah, I see that too. Yeah. Yep. Especially since it's an electric car, so theoretically it doesn't even need a grill at all. So the fact that they went for the oversized ones an odd choice. But anyway. There's been a lot of uh, so they re- it's released not for like airflow or something that they have the grill there. You don't need that kind of airflow on an electric car. It would be if it was okay. a uh, internal combustion, but still you I probably see. wouldn't need it to be that big. Anyway, okay. um, so th- this is so the kidney grill that grill you see on that BMW is a staple icon of of BMW designs, uh, going back to forever essentially. But the grill's always been a, a lot smaller than this in the past. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Five six years, they've started uh, like an, uh, in, enlarging this grill on all their models, and, and a bunch of people are freaking out about it. So they really, the, so they release pictures of this new BMW they're coming out with, and um, and and BMW was just re- they were in their mentions replying to people like you don't understand good design or like no, not they didn't Uh-oh. say that, but they're like sometimes you know good design gr- new design takes time to grow on people. It's uh, our designers took a bold chance to in, in you know the future and 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 you know it'll take yeah all this just responding to people. I'm like this is an interesting mm-hmm. look. So it seems like they they had enough after a while. The internet is undefeated. If you want to get smart, snarky with the internet, be, par- be par- prepared to face the wrath. Almost immediately after BMW tried its hand at an OK Boomer meme in an attempt to clap back at critics of a newly released BMW iX, the Barvi- Barbarian brand swiftly taken down by the internet. Critics slammed BMW for getting hostile with its fan base, especially uh, considering most of that fan base is made up of long-term customers, blah, 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 the brand. that are disappointed in BMW's departure from its core brand values. Uh, uh, as it turns out, uh, those same fans don't appreciate BMW telling them, 
to kick rocks on social media, and neither do journalists and critics. When BMW tweeted, it's now infamous OK Boomer meme, we immediately claimed it to be a bad idea, agitating your fan base. So did they did they delete the tweet, or is it still out there on the interwebs? Um, I, I, it's, it's still out there. Well, okay, not the clapback. There's no clapback, but there's an actual... Oh, <laughs> okay, here's... This, this, I should have just started with the actual thing. So... Um, they actually, so, so a, a couple days after this car was released, they put out their own tweets. This, this was not a direct response to someone. More as they'd call it on the internet. What does it call it when you're uh, ghost tweeting someone or shadow tweeting? What is it called? When you're like uh, subtweeting, I believe is what it's okay. called. Where is where you tweet about someone specifically, but you don't like name them, but it's mm. pretty obvious who you're talking about. I believe that's okay. called subtweeting. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know all the correct uh, Twitter yeah, terminology. I definitely was not asking, hoping, saying that, hoping you would right. be able to save me right. there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they tweeted, "Okay, Boomer, uh, and what's your reason not to change the first ever BMW iX?" And then. Um, they have a picture of the interior, which I think is actually super nice. I like the interior a lot, but it says, um, in quotes, go back to making BMWs. And then their response in their tweet that they tweeted was, okay, Boomer, what's your reason? Uh, uh, what's your reason not to change? And then right under that, actually a couple days later, three days later, they responded. They responded, And here's, here's, the, uh, here's the actual... Rate the apology. No matter... What age you are, we hear you. We are sorry. It wasn't our intention to insult anyone with meme slang. The way into the new world of mobility is bumpy, but we hope you join us on the journey. Okay. Rate All the right. apology. Well, um, well I, I, I guess my, my first question is, who is the audience that they're apologizing to? Because to me, I feel like it's... I mean, let's Twitter, be honest. I so, think it's got to be... Well, it's got to be the boomers, right? I mean, who who else got offended by that? They have two point one million right? followers on their on their Twitter. Okay, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, well, of course they're apologizing to boomers, quote unquote, because they were they were essentially saying it's the old people that can't handle change, and it's it's and you know that's I think that's sort of a also a boomerish stereotype that they can't handle change. So I think that's right. their clapback at like all the people hey, change is hard, that are complaining Jared. about this are just a bunch of boomers and they're like, okay, you know, rolling their eyes at their opinions. Um, right. And, and Which I would probably guess boomers are their, their biggest, uh, sure. Customers, I mean, right. I mean, yeah, this I would is probably going to be pretty, pretty pricey. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I imagine that anyone, the, the majority of people buying $70,000 cars are probably, <laughs> uh, you know, old enough to afford them. Um, right. yeah. So, but, uh, it, it, yeah. So, uh, what do you think of their, uh, um, rate the apology, no matter what your age, well, excuse me, no matter what age you are, we hear you. We are sorry. It wasn't our intention to insult anyone with meme slang. The way into the new world of mobility is bumpy, but we hope you join us on the journey. You know, Jared, if you uh, if you're ever looking for uh, employment elsewhere, especially after our conversation <laughs> yesterday, um, you should be a professional apology reader. That was pretty good. The I, way you read it makes me want to rate it higher than I think I normally <clears throat> would. Um, I would say, I would say, well, first off, um, I like I like how they, I like the language they used where it. Uh, 
I think it clearly it makes it very obvious who they're talking to without actually explicitly saying right. Sure, of um, course. When they say no matter what age you but are, this because is a, but that clearly, by the way, is a response to the OK Boomer tweet. So that's not a new tweet right. that shows up at like above. It, it, it's like the top response on that OK Boomer tweet. So yeah, I, I don't think they're trying to hide. I, I think the the claim that they're uh, my guess the claim that they're uh, making is that. We it was it was unnecessary and rude of us to point out old people and sort of uh, insult, uh, not old people, boomers specifically, and we and I, I think that's that's clear. They're 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 not right. They're, they, there was no reference to millennials or whatever, so I don't think they were concerned about at the at the same time though. I think this also begs the question: like, why? I understand that there needs to be a level of professionalism with with any business and their social media accounts, mm. but why do people care so much about what BMW posts on Twitter? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't people have more important problems? Well, well in their lives? BM, they were responding to a lot of tweets, which is rare to see from a big company like that. Like, I, you right. rarely see, especially when they release a new product, you rarely see companies clapping back at people saying they don't like the new product. <laughs> and it's like you don't really have to. It doesn't feel like something a company that size has to respond to you know where it's like you're you, you, i feel like they're so big that there's going to be haters naturally and maybe there are more haters than they're expecting or whatever but it does seem very weird in general to clap back but it's like if you're going to take this stance of being like this bold company I, I like stick stick with it you know like how many how long right. does it take like who has to approve t- tweets from a big company like this you know where it's like so clearly someone approved like this was approved so if you're gonna take this stance it, it kind of really just shows you I, I feel like how sort of transparent companies are where it's like they don't really mean anything it's just like how are we gonna sell this thing which of course is by the way i'm not even blaming them for that but it's like as soon as it, they realize oh in our analytics it looks like we insulted too many people <laughs> we need to we need to reverse course on this like like it is it is funny where it's like like they they take this stance of boldness but once they hurt feelings are like oh sorry 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 <laughs> well, it's like but isn't like also said, kind Jared, of the point all... of a bold mm-hmm. new design where it's like a bold new design is going to elicit strong opinions both ways it's gonna hurt some feelings of the quote-unquote purists like that's the point of, mm-hmm. of departing from your from you know the normal design that everyone has come to love about bmw or whatever so it's so weird that then they're gonna like apologize not apologize for the design of the car but for making these bold claims it's like i don't know it is just weird. I, f- I so feel how would like you, how would you, by the way, the apology. If we on a scale of one to ten, no matter well, what. Before I get to that, I have. Okay. Before I get to that, I have a couple comments. Okay. Uh, okay. F- first off, uh, I I agree with you that uh, you know they they were you know positioning themselves in a bold way, and you see a lot of backlash in all sorts of industries. I actually think there's a lot of similarities, Jared, between the car industry and the guitar industry. Interesting. Like when, when, a, when a guitar company puts out a new body shape, for example, for a guitar, a lot of times in the beginning, there can be some backlash, right? Yeah. But then it, it either, it either it becomes discontinued because of the backlash, but then later people were like, wait a minute, that was actually kind of cool. And then there's this like crazy demand for it, right? I feel like I'm sure that's probably happened in the car in- industry as well. Well, it's similar in the car industry. It, it's, it's common, especially for, you know, like a, 
well, for any company, really, when it like a new design comes out, it's almost always people prefer the previous year, you know, or the previous right. model style. Like, it, it, especially with car enthusiasts, it's always like, oh, the brand new, um, you know, M3 came out. It's like, oh, no, it's not as good as the last generation. And it's like, oh, well, when the last generation were coming, like, like, it just always, it, it, it always just takes time for people, for it to grow on people and for it to become normalized and for you to see a bunch of them. To the to where you uh, get used to to it, you know. Right. Yeah. And the the other thing too that this uh, apology makes me wonder is is who did they hire to manage their social media accounts, mm. and do they still have a job after that? Okay, boomer meme. I wonder <laughs> if they got the ads. I, I probably I, I I would imagine not because I I can't imagine especially because there's this nice picture that goes along with it. I can't imagine some like like uh you know entry level social media marketing person just took it upon themselves to like i i feel like this tweet went up the normal chain of command of all the tweets you know i can't imagine right. that they could really blame it on one person and if they could i don't know i, I just can't imagine that, that they I, I feel like it's harder to get fired than people think <laughs> yeah maybe could um, be anyways you asked me to rate the apology rate the apology um you know I don't know. I'd give it maybe a, I mean, it's above, well, is it above average? I don't know. I don't know what the correct, I don't know what the correct grading scale would be for a, an it's apology tough. as a tweet. This one's tough for me because I also, yeah. I, I kind of feel like you didn't really have to apologize. Like it's not that big of a deal. Right. I, I mean, well, I don't know what yeah, the backlash was. It's just a meme and it's a joke. Let's right. see what someone, I mean, I guess I can look at the replies. Challenging customer, right. customers and prospects is powerful, but this isn't how you do it. It's too blunt, too shallow. <laughs> I'm a BMW owner who likes to IX and works in market, blah, 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 blah. He has to give his whole hmm. credentials for being able to of say course. something like this right because i don't want to drive a slit eyed allegro with squirrel teeth okay that was aggressive that was funny uh you, you know what this reminds me of too though jared is um like just when when people apologize and then it's kind of like well like you said like did did we really even need an apology and yeah i feel like a lot of some people like they're so out of touch with memes in general it's like like I saw I saw a meme. This is kind of meta talking about memes through memes. But I saw a meme the other day where uh, on Instagram where it was like, um, "What happens when you show your parents a meme?" And it's like it's like this old lady squinting. And it's like who who is that? Do you know them? Why why are they doing this? And there's all these questions. It's like it's like no grandma. It's just a meme. You know, it's just I, like a funny internet joke. Okay, you know, I I have an answer. I think I would give this a uh, I would rate this a six. I think it's okay. a solid apology. It covers all mm -hmm. the bases. All the bases. But I think the, well, maybe a five and a half. Because, well, you can't do half. Well, halves. if it covered Fives. all the bases, wouldn't it technically be a 10 gen? Well, well, if it covered all I the don't bases. Like, the way into the new world of mobility is bumpy, but we hope that, uh, you join us on that's the journey. That's a nice little line. I guess that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, nice the reason, okay, I'll, I'll keep it at a six. I'll do the reason that. I give it a six? Because I think it's a good apology and it does cover all the bases. But um, the only reason I cut it down a little bit is well, all right, I'll give it a seven. It's because like I don't. It's because I I don't think it's necessary. You know, maybe it's it's easy for me to. I don't think I'd get offended if I if I was a boomer. I, honestly, it takes a lot more than that for me to get offended. Well, you know, I feel like <laughs> it would not stop me from buying a BMW. Or if I were like right. a long term BMW fan, I wouldn't be like, oh no, that's my last right. BMW. <laughs> right? How how <laughs> I'm dare I'm a boomer they? and I love BMWs. Right. <laughs> Well, that would be like if they marketed something, uh, and if they if they used a meme that was like "Okay, millennial," but that's the and thing. Then you're right. like, "Well, 
Well, pe- well, there goes there goes my next BMW purchase. You know, that's yeah. how that's how people respond on social media, though. Like people are that blunt on social media, whether they mean mm. it or not. They'll be like, "Well, I probably won't buy." Um, exactly. Here's one, uh, because right. they're bloody ugly and strip mining rare material. Okay, uh, my children is green, ethical, or pleasant. I I can't validate that claim or not that was just some guy but anyway he says removes bmw from possible list of next car <laughs> you know and i and i just imagine bmw be like oh no there's one random person on twitter says uh, yeah right. so i don't know well jared that's why i just so feel like gave, it's you... not necessary because it's like right we twitter is such a weird place that barely represents uh reality well, you you gave your rating, so so do you stick stand by your six or, or your seven? Not that it, not that really I'll, I'll give the seven much, because I think it is okay. a good apology, and and also maybe I'm just you know I, people are more sensitive to me. I understand that, mm-hmm. so so sure. I don't want to take away that there is some validity, especially to a giant company like this making an apology. Um, I okay, so I, I would I'll, give, I'll give it, it a seven. I would I would probably give it, yeah, you know, I'd give it probably a six. Maybe maybe on a good day a seven because yeah I think they I think <laughs> they did, not a good they, day for Chad apparently they, they did that's right they well I feel like they kind of read the room a little bit uh-huh. you know um, so that's that's a good thing they they read the room um, and, and and there so is something like that. as a company like that like like that there is something to alienating a group of people it's like was that really necessary right. did we really have to and it could be a huge <laughs> customer base for them as well right so we're trying too hard to be cool it, it feels like a little right. bit. Right. Well, you know, and this is already going to disqualify me from being cool in the future by saying this, Jared, but the key to being cool is not caring that you're being cool. <laughs> so if you're worried about being cool, you already lost and you'll never exactly. be cool. Exactly. There's nothing less cool than like clapping back uh, at all the comments saying like, oh, it's ugly or whatever. Right. I don't think that's unless cool. Unless it's Wendy's Twitter because whoever yeah, runs you, that Twitter, they could do some good uh, clapbacks. Unless you make it fun. But they, they all of theirs were right. uh, like, here's one. In order to go new ways, you sometimes have to try new looks. That was one of BMW's responses. But that's not even, they're, they're ta- already taking it too seriously. Well, exactly. And, and, they, and there that's were a the bunch issue. of those right. when the car first came out. This is just to the OK mm-hmm. Boomer tweet. So, and, right. and it's just like, that's not funny. It's not like, it's just like you're like, you're trying to explain why someone right. shouldn't find your car ugly and it's like that's not cool right. <laughs> it's like that's, that's kind of like that's kind of like trying to explain a joke to somebody yeah exactly like exactly like, the moment you have to explain it it's already not cool and not funny the moment you, know? you have to so, explain why this car is gonna look going to look good in five years or whatever it, it, you, you've lost people it's like you, you don't exactly you shouldn't have to explain to me why something will look good <laughs> like, i'm looking yep. at it <laughs> yep. well that's one of those things too though jerry that's it's difficult because the the appearance of stuff is really subjective you mm-hmm. know what you might find what looks good or what you think looks cool sure and what i might find could be completely different um but then the other thing is though is if if that's what you're arguing about i feel like be ready to get run rake through the coals if you especially yeah. on the internet because it's like it's so subjective that yeah i mean know, there people, are plenty of cars on the street and i'm like i have no idea why uh, you would buy that <laughs> right but i'm like but right. you sell a, they sell a bunch of them so i guess it uh, you know they're doing something right yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah exactly that that's too funny though but but yeah that's that's interesting though i didn't i didn't hear about that i'm not really I'm not really on the Twitter. I wouldn't Twitter expect sphere much. It. Anyways, it wasn't. It wasn't like a huge news story. But I'm obviously it is deep funny, into the though. car world, so I, I see right. all this stuff. Right. 
That's cool. Well, you know, Jared, I listened to a really cool podcast this morning. Um, it's called, I believe it's called The the Grail um, by Dean Del Rey. Uh, and to be honest with oh, you, yeah. I don't know much about this guy. He's um, a comedian, but he, but does, he also has been in like mm-hmm. the music world a lot. Right. Well, and he had for his first episode, it's not it's not a guitar podcast, but his first guest was a guy named Grover Jackson, who um, who was one of the kind of pioneers during the like late 70s, early 80s with like uh, Charvel guitars back then. And then later he he made his own brand of Jackson guitars. Um, and I've had a, a couple Jackson guitars um, since I've been playing. And it was cool to listen to that podcast. Um and hear them but they were also kind of talking about how like you know guitars had a different look uh and and all that stuff so it kind of you know reminded me of what we were talking about with the bmw mm-hmm. uh you know crazy looking new guitar or, or new car i guess a crazy new design Dean del Rey, he has another podcast and i think mm-hmm. he just yeah, had he does. acdc on it or something like that that wouldn't was, surprise me that wouldn't which surprise was a me. You know, pretty big get that i saw on twitter um, right uh do you want to do some oh do you have a you have some shout outs don't you I do, yeah. Spread I do. Spread a little love. So my first one goes out to the. Uh, actually, all of mine today, Jared, are I've I've a couple of them today, um, and uh, more than a couple, actually, a few, I should say, and uh, they're all in the U.S. I try to find ones around the world, but these are just too good to not bring up. So my first one goes out to. Uh, to the, I guess, the government of Tennessee or the state of Tennessee. Uh, they are offering uh, something new called the uh, Tennessee Promise, which offers free college tuition for high school seniors. So uh, the, the TN Promise program provides two years, so it's only two years, but still, mm-hmm. uh, two years of free tuition to any of Tennessee's community colleges or colleges of applied technology, as well as a handful of four-year universities. Uh, and this is where I find great about this, Jared, is there are no income requirements or GPA requirements. Uh, the only requirement is that you are graduating from a Tennessee high school. And then, well, uh, this could be good or bad, I guess. And that you're white? Um, the, the, no, no. Uh, from, <laughs> from a Tennessee high school and you've lived here for at least a year. That's it. Once you apply, you're in. It's literally I mean, I free that. money for college. Yeah, and students are also paired with a volunteer mentor as well, which I think is important. I, I um, get that. Yeah. I, I imagine they're saying like this is for like we're trying to like grow, educate. I, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of get why you have to be there for a year. It's like we don't just want mm-hmm. people coming in to just to take advantage of or we're trying to like grow our local, you know, the the education of our local people and, you know, sort of keep money and business and education within Tennessee. So I, I guess I kind of get that. Like, right. you, you know, just want people coming in from all over and then it's going to exactly. muddy the waters. There's going to be a lot more people to pick and then the people of Tennessee are less likely to get it. Right. Well, and apparently this is interesting. I didn't even think about this, but I guess it makes sense is that uh, applications for colleges in a lot of places right now are, are way down. Uh, and one reason is, I guess, apparently because high schools are more virtual now, Jared, uh, the high school counselors and the teachers um, haven't you know, been having as many discussions, just like hallway discussions with their students about, you know, have you applied to this school? Mm. Do you need a recommendation letter? You know, doing all that stuff. Um, so it just, so, but just I think this is a great program. Kids that don't have parents that are breathing down their neck, essentially, which is probably most, they're, right. they're uh, like, it, it is, I imagine, I don't even know what month, is it? it's December or November. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's time to start thinking about college or, or, or whatever. Right. And well, um, not, not only that, but, uh, you know, if you if you come from a, a 
a family or a household where your parents didn't go to college, they're a lot less likely to know uh, the process. What the steps yeah. Are. Yeah. So when do you need to apply? Mm-hmm. What what you know uh, entrance exams do you need to take? Do you need or placement exams? You know ACT, SAT, all that the common application. Stuff. Remember that. Right. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> um, but I think this is a fantastic program offered by um, uh, Tennessee. And uh, you know, Jared, if uh, if I'm unemployed, maybe I'll just move down to Tennessee and uh, start working on becoming a guitar repairman. For you gotta work there for a year first. Technical. Yeah. Right. That's okay. I'm sure I could find a job and, and isn't work there Tennessee for a year one of those places that that uh, is on your list of potential places you could go to? That I'd be happy living in. I th- I think so. You think so? Um, okay. Maybe. But <laughs> maybe. I've 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 only really driven through there. I'd have to actually spend some time there. But uh, you just but like the when idea I've driven of, through. It's beautiful. Of, mu- of well, yeah, all Nashville, the music. Man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For and sure. You, we know your love for fried chicken. So that that's uh, also true. Oh man. Maybe it's a bad thing if I move down there. I guess. Speaking of fried chicken, though, Jared, oh, okay. uh, this is kind of loosely related here. Um, oh man, I really hope this doesn't make this sound like a racist segue, but fried chicken made me think of Turkey, uh, (laughs) which, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up very soon, both being birds and, uh, Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry has offered Thanksgiving (laughs) meals to 5,000 families, uh, on Sunday. Uh, and this would be the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Um, Tyler Perry is continuing his longstanding efforts to give back to the Atlanta community. He's announced his studio will be giving out Thanksgiving meals to 5,000 families this Sunday. Wow. The event is being called TPS Giving, Tyler Perry Studios, of course, um, and they'll be giving out non-perishable food items and gift cards to families in need from 8 a.m. to noon. Um, so I think this is great. You know, there's tons of celebrities every year that that you know use their their platform and their money and their resources for good. And I know Tyler Perry is one of them that, that does a lot of charitable work. Yeah. Um, not only in Atlanta, but, uh, but I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to you, uh, Tyler Perry and everyone Spread working at Tyler love. Perry studios, um, offering these Thanksgiving meals for the less fortunate. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. People clown Tyler Perry, but I, I like, as a person, I hear nothing but good things, you know? And I'm right. like, yeah, well, you might sadly, make it movies, seems like he... the good people are always the ones that get clowned, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not all of them. And it's but, like, clearly people like his movies because he's like a billionaire. <laughs> right. So he's right. doing something right. Or terribly exactly. wrong, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. Well, one way or the other. <laughs> that's true. Um, all right, Jared, this last shot I got for you, this is kind of a funny one. Um, and uh, uh, this is this is so crazy. Uh, this is this is a Florida man story, uh, Jared, that oh, I think I has, a, has a has a good ending, a little different than your typical Florida man. And for our international listeners out there, Florida man is basically a headline that you will see all the time in the U.S. where just basically it highlights the crazy things that dudes out in Florida are doing, yeah, um, and just the crazy shenanigans in Florida. But here here's the headline for you, Jared, and for all all of our listeners out there. Florida man saves his dog from the jaws of an alligator. Wildlife cam films the dramatic rescue. Fort Myers, Florida. Newly released footage shows a Florida man rescuing his dog from the grasp of an alligator. An unexpected moment captured on film um, by a project designed to monitor local wildlife. The dramatic video shows the man jumping into waist-deep pond water 
Um, after the alligator dragged his dog underwater, the man submerges his whole arm to bring the small dog to the surface with the small alligator still latched on. The dog yelps as the man struggles to free it from the gator's grasp. Loudly, I like how they mention this here, loudly grunting from the strain. (laughs) After about 12 seconds, the man succeeds in freeing his pet and it scampers ashore. The organization Mm -hmm. that captured the video says that the man and his dog are okay. Um, So the footage, Jared, I know you're curious about this. The footage was shot as a part of a project between Florida Wildlife Federation and the F-Stop Foundation called Sharing the Landscape. The project involves residents who live in areas that border wild habitat in Lee County, volunteering to have cameras placed in their backyards to document wildlife that live and share the same landscape. Um, So Richard Wilbanks of Estero was one of the residents selected to have a camera in his backyard. So he's the one that had the camera back there. Um, I think I'm watching the video right now. Yep. Have you seen the video? Isn't it crazy? I have, yeah. So you weren't going to mention the fact that the guy had a cigar in his mouth the whole time? I mean, well, it is Florida man, Jared. You know, I figured that went without saying, you know. I don't know how you didn't find that a necessary uh, part of this. And the fact that it's not even that the, there's no way the cigar is even still lit because he goes underwater for a second to uh, when he's saving the, the dog. So he just has a wet cigar yep. in his mouth. He's like, oh, I'm going to smoke this later. Just dry it out. I mean, he's <laughs> in Florida. It you know, it'll only take... It'll only take 20 minutes to dry off. He's going to tackle the alligator in a few more minutes when he sees the alligator running off with the cigar. He's like, oh, not not that. Not now the cigar. Yeah. Right. This is crazy. Yeah. It's a pretty small alligator, to be fair. Still, one one way or another, it's still... I mean, mean, yeah, no, for sure. Like, if left unattended, it still probably would have taken that dog. It's a small dog, too. Right. Um, This guy's... Did you also... Did you mention he's 74 years old? I did not know. Okay. Yeah, he's 74 no. years old. Yeah, so so shout out tackling that alligators. That is just a crazy crazy Florida man story and one of the one of the good Florida man stories. So uh Imagine Shout out to you, sir. Imagine the um, love. Imagine the alligators this guy sees in his backyard. Like you know, besides for that t- small one, I, I I've been seeing some crazy alligators on social media recently. I don't know what it right. is. I don't know if this is yeah, a big alligator I, season. I saw one. Did you see the one that, that like kind of climbed up like the dock and was huge? I saw one that was like walking through like a swampy, marshy area, but it looked full okay. dinosaur. You oftentimes see them on like golf go, uh, uh, golf courses too. Yep. Uh, yep. And it's they're terrifying. Where my grandmother used to live in Florida, there was a little, uh, they had like a little pond Oddly enough, by the swimming pool where all these like, you know, it was basically like a retirement community more or less. So you had all these old, old ladies and old dudes swimming around this pool. And then, you know, 50 feet to the left of it was a pond where there were two little alligators. Um, I remember, you know, I would ride my bike around there and I would occasionally see those gators, um, you know, floating, either floating. uh, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. With their eyes sticking out. Yep, I've seen alligators in Florida before. Are, are they fast runners? Like on your bike, could you you wouldn't be concerned? Well, I was I was only probably five or six or seven. Oh, okay. I was on a tiny little bike. Oh, okay. Um, so you you were not so, a skilled biker. <laughs> you know, not not at that point. No, I wasn't on a, a fancy mountain bike like one of yours or one of your fancy road bikes, Jared. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. But. They, they can be pretty quick, but I mean, what, what you learn to do is, is they can run really fast in a straight oh, line. Right. You're supposed to zigzag. So you just got to zigzag or, or kind of run just not in a straight path, and then yeah. it's more difficult for them. Yeah. 
Because they do got those tiny little legs, you know. It's, it's kind right, of funny yeah. to watch them run, actually. Uh, gators. <laughs> but, I think uh, gators but, yeah. are disgusting. I, I, I really? I mean, not disgusting. I just think they're they're. I don't like their. I don't like their dinosaur nature. They're they're yeah. They're disgusting. Mm. That's what I meant to say. Well, I think I think there's just something about like humans and reptiles. We're such different creatures that yeah. I think biologically we're. By design, we're supposed to be a, a little afraid of them and d- creeped out and disgusted. I think by what's them, creepy you know? about a lot of like those murderous lizards is that, the, like in my head, like there's nothing, there's literally nothing going on in in their head. It feels, it seems like, so it's just like eat or not, <laughs> like and then that's right. Like, I don't know, and it just it just seems so primitive, the, and especially since alligators, like I think it, it like they don't really have like like they can live for like. A long, really time, long time, and they get really big, and they essentially just die because they can't, like, they get too big to feed themselves or something. I don't know, but they can live for a super long time and get gigantic, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. I right. don't like it. Yeah. And there's they a lot can, of they them, can... too. They are not endangered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think it depends on the species of <clears throat> sure. croc or gator or whatever, but yeah. Well, Jared, I think, uh, I think you know what time it is. Time for some untranslatables, people. You better believe it. You better believe it. Um, all right. Uh, mind if I get a... Well, first of all, I guess I should... Well, our listeners should know by now, but if this is your first time tuning in, untranslatables are uh, idioms, proverbs, axioms, sayings, phrases that don't translate one-to-one into English. And we are here, your certified untranslatable professionals, um, to figure them out for you. You betcha. Um, so we are going to do that today. Uh, and I will get us started with uh, some Japanese untranslatables, uh, Jared. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Why do okay, you always first one... ins- <laughs> you always insist on well, getting started, and then you're like, uh, "All right," because uh, you got to give the audience you got to give the audience a little bit of a moment to be on the edge of their seats here, Jared. Okay. Uh, so my first one is Japanese <laughs> for you. Um, actually, all of mine today are Japanese, and my first one uh, is. And we might have used this one before, but I think this is a it's a funny one. And uh, so here we go. Um, Neko wo kaburu, which okay. means putting on a cat. Putting on a cat? Mm-hmm. You're putting on a cat, Jared. Is that like you're being s- sneaky or you're... Um... Oh, you're you're uh, you're definitely uh, trotting down the right. Or cat is it path like here. you're like pretending to be someone you're not, or or you're like uh, being mischievous somehow? I'm gonna give it to you. Mm. I'm gonna give it to you because you're you're so close that it's really. Um, I'll make it a I long mean, yeah, distance ham, ham horn. Right, exactly. <laughs> but this is <laughs> this basically means it's an expression uh, when we are consciously trying to act sweet or look like we're on our best behavior. Mm. Um, and a lot of times it's because, uh, so the reason why this uh, they have this untranslatable, Jared, is because cats have a great knack of looking sweet but then getting into all sorts of mischief, like destroying furniture or toppling uh, breakable ornaments, and then looking like they've done absolutely nothing wrong. Um, so, for example, if you put on too much of an act when you start your new job or when meeting your boyfriend's parents for the f- first time, someone might comment accusingly saying, which means uh, you're putting on quite the cat. I'm sure I butchered saying that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I can't so imagine that just sort of stuck at the end like that. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, my untranslatables are Mandarin. 
And um, so is there, so all, all the symbols on top of the uh, vowels, those are all, mm-hmm. all going to be... That's tones. Okay. Those are the tones. So if there's like an upside down, like an arrow pointing down on an eye... And uh, okay, never mind. Uh-huh. Well, here you can if you text me the if you text me just the the pinion the words with the yeah. I can attempt to read them. That's for true. You. That's true. All I right. can attempt. I can, I'm not I'm not uh, confident enough in my Chinese skills to say that I will read them properly. I mean, I can obviously also I'll try to put read it them. into the translator. I just want to. Uh, okay, so so the first tone, Jared, is a, is like an up and down tone, and that I can tell you that first word is you, um, ni, yeah, ni pe. Ni pu zi yang. I think that's how you would say that. Ni pu zi yang. Zi yang. Zi yang. Zi yang has the... There you go. Ni pu yep. zi yang. Close enough, I think. But so what, I mean, what is you, it? Yeah. What are you actually saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, do you want to see how close we got it? Just out of curiosity? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Now, yeah. now I'm kind of curious after, after mm-hmm. we're... Yeah, let's hear it. ...patting ourselves on the back for getting this right. And we... I mean, you have kind of an idea, but I have no idea. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Okay, come on. Come on. Any luck? I'm not hearing I'm, anything. Yeah, I'm pl- I hit play. Hey, play. Oh, is it just... Uh... Uh, all right, well, that was a big failure. Uh, thank you for... I'm sorry for wasting everyone's time. You're good. That was a massive failure. No luck. Were you trying to play it through oh, your phone? You what know why happening? it's not playing? Because my volume's all the way down. Here it is. It's it's gonna play oh. right now. Ni pai zi yang. Ni pai zi yang. Okay. Well, and yeah. Weird though. I've heard better translations where where you can hear the <laughs> the tones a little yang. bit. Okay. Ni pai yeah, okay. Zi yang. We were kind of close. What does it mean, Jared? Uh, it means to. You know, I take I take back everything I said at the beginning. That's untranslatable about you wasting time. You wasted probably mm-hmm. all of wait, quote unquote wasted a second and a <laughs> half, and I wasted about a good four minutes trying to get that to go. Anyway, it means your skin looks itchy. Your skin looks itchy. Yeah. Um, is that like uh, you can't sit still? Like you need to you need to go do something? You got lots of energy. Uh, that makes that's obvious. That that makes sense, but no, it's not. That that's that's a okay. good guess, but no. Um, you would say this maybe. Hmm. Let me let me give you some situations where you might say this. You might say this uh, in a bar to someone. Oh, look like you you need to have another drink. You might say this at a um, at a concert to someone. You might say this. Um, you look like you're having a good time. The opposite. <laughs> oh, you look like you've had too much. To no, drink no, no, no. It's, not, it's not about booze. No. It's not about booze. Okay. Um, you might say this as someone. Maybe if if someone you're at said concert and someone um, someone maybe insults your girlfriend or slaps her ass, you might say your skin looks itchy. Or, you're looking for trouble, buddy. Uh, sure, I'll give that to you. And, but it's more specifically is expressing a desire to beat someone up. Oh, okay. Oh, your mm-hmm. skin looks itchy. Looks yeah. like I need to scratch it for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think our equivalent would be: Are you hungry? You looking for a knuckle sandwich? <laughs> I don't. I didn't know. I don't think they've said that since the '40s. But it Probably is a not. good one. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer the old school Western. 
this town ain't big enough oh, for yeah. the two of us. <laughs> that one's a classic. Yeah. That one's well, a classic. I, um, I, uh, this town ain't big enough for the that? two oh, of us. tumbleweed floats by. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Jared, my next untranslatable is kind of related to this, uh, to what you just said, uh, your previous one. Mine is Japanese, and it is Kenya Nonaka which means dog monkey friend or dog monkey relationship. You can translate it kind of either way. Is it like people that like um, maybe like an odd couple or people that don't really like that don't really get no, along well? No, no. I would say, for example, well, us being here in Michigan, I would say that uh, Michigan State Spartan fans and Michigan Wolverine fans are uh, dog and monkey friends. They have like a love-hate relationship. Do you think there's a love relationship in there with with MSU? Oh, I see, I see. They, oh, I see, I see. It's just like a, it's okay, like rivals almost, but like super enemies, enemies, rivals or a dog and what was the other animal? Dog and dog and monkey. Oh, they're dog and monkey friend. Now, but this is a fascinating thing, Jared, and this is this is the reason why uh, to any of our listeners out there, especially I'm talking to you more so, the American listeners um, tuning in. This is why um, you can't put a blanket cultural thing on Asian cultures because so this is an interesting thing. So in Japanese culture, um, uh, it, for some reason that um, dogs and monkeys are seen in Japanese culture to be like enemies and they don't get along at all. Mm. Right. But then in, in uh, China with the Chinese Zodiacs, they have like year of the dog and year of the monkey. And in Chinese zodiacs, actually, it says that uh, if you're born year of the dog and your your partner or your friend is year of the monkey, uh, they good, actually get along really well together. That's like a Scorpio um, and a Taurus. I just made that up. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> who knows what? Yeah, I don't know any of that astrology <laughs> stuff. Um, my ex knew all sorts of stuff about the astrology um, stuff, but but yeah, um, so, but who knows? But I just thought that was interesting to share that you know in yeah. Japanese culture, I guess that this saying dog and monkey. Uh, friends means like you're super enemies. Whereas uh, if you look at Chinese zodiacs, uh, they don't have a saying like this, to my knowledge. But it's just kind of sure. interesting to uh, talk about. Yeah, and and I feel like I have no opinion on dog and monkey relationships. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, so those are the those are the cultural differences right there. Um, my next untranslatable is also Mandarin again, and I'm gonna try it, and then I'll see what uh, Google Translate has to say. Salang. Selang. That's what I'm going to go with. Selang. Selang. Okay. Selang. Selang. Okay. There's two different voices, though, so let me try the other one. Selang. Selang. Oh, okay, and those were... Selang. Okay. What's, the, what's the... Does it show the, the, the symbol above the vowels? It does, yes. There's a... Um, there's a yeah here I'll just send it to you and I'll, but it means uh, color seeking wolf. More animal relations there too. Color seeking wolf. Yeah. Um, color. Oh, okay. So, seeking so, so, wolf. So long. Uh, okay. Can you give me an example? Um. Uh yeah, so there was a uh there <laughs> there was a popular show in like the late nineties, early two thousands, I believe maybe, all about uh color seeking wolves. Maybe a show about catching these color seeking wolves. Is it a 
Is it someone? Is it a predator? What kind of predator? Like an animal that? Uh, no, no, like a like a predator, like a, an individual that is interested in children. Now I realize this is weird timing, but chat. Oh no, hold on. Uh oh, <laughs> hold on. I still want to. This is weird timing, but I'm gonna have to give you the ham horn. It is. Uh, it is a predator. So let me just read you the explanation verbatim because I found this explanation mm-hmm. very interesting. This is verbatim from the site I got this from, by the way, just to be clear. If foxes are bad for women, then wolves aren't great for older men. This Chinese insult is used to label something a predator. Though often related to a sexual nature, it can also be towards anyone preying on the young. If an older male targeted a... Little white face is what that translates to. Then they might be a seleng, color seeking wolf. That was the verbatim. And I was just like, I just need to choose this one just so I can read this to chat. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. That's really crazy. Interesting. My last one is Japanese. We'll see if I can say it. Um, this is quite the untranslatable. I think you'll be able to figure it out pretty easily, Jared. But uh, the Japanese, it just looks awesome. Uh, okay, one second here. Let me give it one more listen, and I'll try to say it. Okay, here we go. Hasiyori mono woto takotoganai. And that, Jared, means never have anything heavier than chopsticks. Never have anything heavier than chopsticks. This is essentially yep, never. say like pack light. N- uh, no, no, no. This never would be like have a, anything heavier than chopsticks. Or sorry, never had to lift any anything heavier than. Okay, a pair so that of makes chopsticks. a little more sense. That yeah. just means that they had like the a silver spoon. They were rich. Yep. They had everything handed to them, and they never yep. had to work for anything in their life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I, I like that. that was a yeah. good one. That's a classic. Yeah, that, that is definitely that's a, good a classic one. one. I mean, now, see, the problem with that is I can't use that. Right. Because, first of all, you can't say that. Like, if, if maybe if there is some uh, Japanese person that you know that, you know, never had to lift a chopstick, as the untranslatable says, you could, mm-hmm. there's no way us American people could say that to a Japanese person without that sounding extremely racist. <laughs> right. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but it is, but um, obviously, it probably wouldn't be a weird thing to say if you're a bunch of Japanese people. Right. Or I guess any yeah. any culture that uses chopsticks, there's a bunch of them. But anyway. Exactly. Let me let me give you one bonus one before we get okay. into our topic today, Jared. Uh, also Japanese, and this one is Imo wo aroyo, which means like washing potatoes. Now does that this means. Does that rhyme on purpose? Like what I wonder if that rhymes on purpose. Or if they uh, even recognize that that is a rhyme no idea. or care. Or or it could not be a rhyme and I said it wrong. Like <laughs> That's the, another very plausible um, option. Two options. <laughs> Uh, right. like washing potatoes like washing potatoes so th- so think about it if you like work in a restaurant mm-hmm. or or you're making a big dish um is you're it washing like potatoes um no so think about like when you're washing the potatoes um you know and think about this more in a japanese context right um so you have your you're washing your potatoes do you think there's lots of space to wash all your potatoes jared uh, I, I would guess no. <laughs> okay. So it's like someone that just takes up space. It's like, 
Uh, or it's no, like washing potatoes. By the way, it's snowing pretty legitimately outside right now. It is. It is. Um, let me see here. Well, so think about it. So, so the I'll, I'll tell you the phrase comes from the old-fashioned practice of washing a huge amount of potatoes in a barrel, where all the potatoes are soaking in the water, and you kind of you look at the barrel, Jared, and what what kind of imagery might come? Is to it mind? like overwhelming? Not overwhelming. Why, why did you think this was supposed to be easy? I thought this one would be easy. <laughs> okay. I think once I tell it to you, it'll make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, so this one, Jared, it simply means um, to be caught in a large crowd that you can barely squeeze through, uh, which reminded okay. me of like giant college sporting events in the U.S. Mm. where you're packed into a stadium like a sardine, uh, which yeah. leads us to our topic today, I think, which is school spirit. And uh, I think sporting events in college and high school and school sports in general play a huge significant role in school spirit in the U.S. That's fair to say. I mean, I would say school spirit is 90, I'd say 80, I don't know why I'm putting a percentage on it. It's vastly fueled, primarily fueled by sports. The majority, yeah, yeah, I I would say is due to sports, for sure. First off, let me say this, F Catholic Central, F Brother Rice, and F the American (laughs) School of The Hague. (laughs) <laughs> those were big rivals when i was in high school <laughs> now clearly now at different even, points in time now you did have school some some school spirit in uh at the international school you went to in dusseldorf right uh not no it was not no 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 no. it was nothing like like like, in the US. like american school spirit because we we had like a a, a mascot um not a mascot. We had like a sort of an animal like on our little crest thing that was a griffin or something, I think. But we never had like, we never we never were saying like, go griffins. You know, we didn't do that. There was no... We didn't have cheers. We never referenced our mascot as like, we're the blah, blah, blahs. You know, we we're never... we the griffins. <laughs> and the only reason we had, I, I, I say the American School of the Hague as a rival, once again, it's sport-based, but it had nothing to do, like, it, it was really just, it was it, like... I feel like the only people that were as obsessed with with the rivalry were the people playing soccer. Like, we didn't go back to school with our varsity jackets. Like, we beat the Hague, you know? We only had a rivalry with them because whenever we played them, it got, like, super aggressive, you know? So it wasn't Mm -hmm. even like... Yeah, (laughs) we didn't have, like, a celebration for us winning uh, over over our our chief... And they're not, like, our chief rivals. That just happened to be, you know, a team that was a tough team. So it was nothing like American uh, school spirit right but i think i think that is one of the big keys is the uh is the sports mm-hmm. uh, you know and the u.s is one of the few countries where a lot of the sports if not almost all sports are associated and can be played at and some some places it's even like middle schools yeah it starts in middle school that's uh, where high school mm-hmm Yep. Uh, it started in when I in sixth grade. I remember that we had a, it also because my school was part of a like it was a obviously well not obviously but it was a middle school and high school, and so I think that you know we they sort of dragged down some of the school spirit of the high school football team to us middle mm-hmm. schoolers. And I remember even having a uh, like a pep rally in sixth grade. Yeah. And um and uh, I think that's also a very unique uniquely American thing. That is, is pep rallies. Uh, can you explain? to the people what a pep rally is. Me too, for that I can, matter. <laughs> I can try. I can try. From my understanding, a pep rally is basically an assembly or a very large 
you know, in the before times, as my boss says it, in the before times, you know, before COVID and before, mm-hmm. you know, when people were still going to school uh, and this face is a to high face school, and we still school college, really, do you? Right. Well, I, uh, I think we might have had a couple at Albion, actually, dude, if I remember correctly, before like a big football like game that, or a big basketball game. Maybe. Yeah, in the Kresge. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think right. so. Maybe you're I mean, right. we, I, I just don't think we were that crowd. The, the, you know, we weren't, <laughs> that's true. you know, we just weren't that We just crowd. weren't at any of them. And they probably didn't right. call it a pep rally specifically. But that's right. essentially what it was where they have like the band right. play some songs and, and the mm-hmm. cheerleaders come and do a number and the dance right. team come and the do a number. Team, yeah. The pom-poms or what? Yeah. Yeah. And so so the big thing about, about a pep rally, I think, is to draw excitement around an <laughs> upcoming sporting event i mean that's really the way i would describe it yeah you know? and so yeah so so you know you have your cheerleaders there you have your you know you might even have like the captain of whatever sports team come out <laughs> and give some speech <laughs> yes. maybe he's wearing you know? his varsity jacket right brad comes out you know and we're going to play the eagles this weekend <laughs> and we're going to take it to them and win the homecoming game and we're going to go to state, so we're going to win the title Ooh. and bring pride to our high school and our little town that all we have going for is football, and that's the only time of the year where everyone really gives a shit about anything is every Friday <laughs> night when we have our football games under the lights <laughs> and our cheerleaders, and we got Becky, and we got Jessica, <laughs> and they're there cheering the, the way, team on. People think mm-hmm. Chad is joking. That, that's about 90%, uh, 100%. That's about, I was going to say that's about 90%, 100% what it is. That's a, that's almost yep. exactly yep. what it is besides for the the, the only thing we care about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially down south. Football is a religion down south, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, even high school football games like in Texas or something are like a big like town right. gathering. Well, well, I mean, even stadiums. I initially was going to put up as my background today – a, a picture of like a high school, like one of those crazy high school football stadiums. Um, and I just didn't find any that I really liked. And, you know, obviously I love my Spartans. So, so sure. there you go. But. So let's go through some um, other aspects of, um, first of all, let's just, let's just define, you should I, probably I have a definition, define, yeah, I have exactly. a definition right here for what school spirit is. Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I, I think this is a, a, a u- uniquely American thing. Something about the way our school system is set up. Uh, mm-hmm. has turned well actually I th- think I know why but we'll get into that later school spirit is the sense of identity and community shared by members of an educational institution yep that yeah I I think I think there should be something added in there about school sports because I personally think school sports is a yeah. huge aspect of school spirit you know, the U.S., we are one of the few countries that, like, legit, like, celebrates and has, like, the varsity jackets. I remember when I got my varsity letter my freshman year. I guess let's let's explain that for our listeners out there that don't go to school in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. The varsity letter is basically, in each sport, there's a different requirement, but you have to play a number of games at the varsity level, which is the highest competitive level of high school sports. Um, and if so, you do that, then you get your letter, mm-hmm. which is something you sew onto what they call a varsity jacket, which is in your school colors. I mean, if you've watched any any U.S. Hollywood movie about that that has to do with like football, yeah, or, the, or, yeah. or high school in general, uh, the quote unquote, uh, you'll jock. probably see some exactly. So the that's jock, a, so that's the what they. I, always, I don't think I ever mm-hmm. really fully knew that. So you, you mm-hmm. the varsity letter is mm-hmm. the patch, and then you put the varsity letter on the varsity jacket. Right, and the varsity and jacket I, is the classic leather, uh, leather um, sleeves, sleeves, and then the like cloth uh, body part, and it's like a bomber jacket. Right, right. which it, 
This is this is going to get me to my main point. I think the entire point of school spirit and the reason why, it, like it's just it's just the main marketing aspect of any yep. school making and money and they make money. It's stuff. a money making yep. aspect. Because all of this well, that I see just goes back to money. Well, and it's an think about it. It's also excuse me. It's also advertising. You know, sure. if you have especially if you if we're talking about these schools down south that have these really prestigious football teams, I mean, think about it, you know, it, it, that could also advertise people to want to move to, mm-hmm. you know, your town, move to your school, you know, do all that stuff. Um, yeah. It's funny though, Jared, I still have my varsity jacket from high school. I mean, well, I guess why would I get rid of it, right? <laughs> but uh, you're never you know. going to wear it, are you? Um, I, I listen, well, that was we, a bad we way missed, to say we it. We missed our, we missed our uh, <laughs> 10 year reunion this year, actually. So, would you have uh, worn it to so, your reunion? That would have been hilarious. Maybe. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I still have all my medals from tennis on there. You know, you saw I them on the letter. The medals. the medals were uh-huh. so annoying because they would yep, clink. They jingle. People would they walk jangle. around with the clinking jackets. Like, oh, yep. I won divisionals. Yep. I won states. I won all the different levels yep. you can win. I, so, got, I got a bunch of them on my jacket, not to flex. That's but. why school spirit would never have been a, a thing at my international school is because yes we have the sports aspect and obviously mm-hmm. no matter where you are sports are, are, are important but we were the like w- you know so we had the international school thing but that 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 was a league where we we played these other international schools like twice a year you know so that, that wasn't right. the vast majority you know we had weekend tournaments you know twice a year or whatever that wasn't the vast majority of our soccer playing the vast majority of our soccer playing was against local teams but the, those local teams weren't connected to schools the way they did sports in germany at they're least, club teams where they're like you just yeah. sign up for separate clubs and mm-hmm. and that's how you do it. So there was no school spirit uh, going on. Like there was, it was we. It would be right. weird for us to flex school spirit because it's like, yeah, that has nothing to do with wh- why we're here. Like that was just no right. part of. So it, it just well, wouldn't the, exist. the funny thing is though, Jared is in Europe. They they do have kind of more village or town pride. Mm. Whereas I think we we lump all that into one general category, which would be school spirit. Because right. I think a lot of school spirit does come down to pride of also the. I'm I'm thinking more so you know little town yeah but it could even be it could even be a city you know you you grew up on the east side of the city mm-hmm. and you went to this specific high school on the east side and so when you're in that city if you you know you rep rep those colors Jared you know uh, rep the set as the as the cool kids are saying nowadays <laughs> you know I actually um, did not know that it it, uh, it it does mean it it has a significant kind of cultural meaning in a way yeah especially you know? if you like that's a town that you grew up in and there is something too right. like there is something that I guess in America we people are those people are kind of made fun of but there is something too like those mm-hmm. people that never leave their never hometown leave their town. and yeah. they still like show up at the hockey games or the you know the hockey games and the football right. games and they're still like rooting still wearing their old no kids. hat that's been sun faded <laughs> no kids but they're 35 right. at the high school football game with their varsity jacket on <laughs> or or their kids participated in sports like yes. 10 15 years ago but they still live in that town and so or yeah. actually those yeah. The kids are still there, and those are either the they're like the the coaches of the local teams, right. or they're the right. ones that always take it the most seriously and are getting kicked out of sports games, <laughs> right? For fights and starting <laughs> brawls. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can tell you though. I mean, fourteen I mean, year old spirit. <laughs> I mean, school spirit is even such a big thing where you know if I wore some of the old Dexter stuff I have to Chelsea, which is the neighboring town. Um, you might get some looks, mm-hmm. you know. People people aren't going to be rude, but the, you know, it's kind of like really even on a like high school I, level. That's surprising on a high school yeah, level. Sometimes I can obviously um, see that with like because uh, when I go outside, I have a U of M shirt. I actually 
Listen, I, I, this is terrible. I, I I lost the Michigan State shirt. I think I think spent I spent so much money on that. I think shirt. I somehow like lost it in the move. But um, mm. it, it wasn't. But before I used to have that shirt, and then I also had a Mich- U of M shirt that uh, Don bought me. He's a hardcore Michigan mm. fan, and yes, w- he is. It, in Michigan, it doesn't really matter in Philadelphia as much. But in Michigan, I definitely I you, I had to like think twice. I'm like, do I feel like wearing one of these shirts because there's a pretty good chance that at some point someone's going to be like go green or like go blue like it happens right probably half the time that i wear these shirts oh for sure so it's like do i feel like have like having to interact with someone and then also especially with the go green one because i'm not a, or even really either of them because i'm not a hardcore fan of either of these teams i just like the shirts right. like i'm not right. i'm not my brain isn't set up to just have the like the quick response so like with the go green like i don't have go white programmed into me to just say back to right. someone <laughs> so i usually right. mess it up and i look like an idiot because they're like yeah green <laughs> and they're like Right. That's not what you say, and I'm like, ah, yeah, you're right. I, I forgot. Uh, right. So, so yeah, I had to think twice about. Goes back to the tradition of school spirit, though, Jared. <laughs> you got to say the right chant. And I always, you know? no matter what shirt I'm wearing, in my head, I'm like, all right, now I'm just a fan of this team. So if anyone approaches me, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a fan of this team now. I'm not even right. gonna. It's, it's, it's easier for me to just go along with being a fan of that team to then to be like, yeah, my friend got me this shirt. I just like the shirt. Right. I don't really, I don't right. really care. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like when people wear like band t-shirts of bands they don't listen to mm-hmm. where i'm like I, I don't care one way or another if you wear a band t-shirt and you don't listen to the band. i don't really care one way or another um i probably wouldn't do that but you know if you think the design's cool or whatever and you want to wear it i mean you do you but it's always funny like when people wear those shirts and then if someone does call them out and is like oh like name name a song by this band and then if you can't like s- some people will call you like a poser or whatever you know mm-hmm. um I think it's a little funny, but I think it's kind of the same thing with school spirit. It's like if you wear, like you said, if you wear a certain team, uh, their colors or whatever, people will think or automatically assume you're a fan of that school. Either you grew up there or you like the sports team or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah. Right, let's go through some other aspects of school spirit. I have a whole list of them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, parades. Parades is another big one. We talked about pep rallies. Really? Parades is a huge one. You've had yeah. parades? Oh so yeah, dude. What you, for? Like if a team wins like states parades. or Oh, yes. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, of parades course. are a big one. Well, yeah, okay. I've never experienced a a parade. Um so um, and maybe it's because when I went to my school it was all boys school. So like all a bunch of boys are going to do like a homecoming dance parade. I don't know. I, wh- where do the right. parades happen? Like throughout the school campus or something? Or are you hitting no, the streets? The, the whole town whole town oh so so oh so there's like a caravan of people that like paint dexter high on their school or right. on their car and, or whatever and, and, and you and you best believe and, you know there's some there's some floats with people that graduated you know 40 50 years ago who knows what yeah and i imagine a lot of them are has trucks right. with big flags off the back of them yep yeah yep some some really cool old old school vintage cars as yeah, well. Yeah, people will bring you know, out their those Mustangs. <laughs> yep, yep, those come out. So you mentioned model. I've seen a couple Model Ts. Oh yeah, I mean this is all very Michigan sweet. specific stuff. But yeah, right, I, right. I don't think you're unless you're unless you hang out with Jay Leno. I don't think you're com- people are commonly excited to bring out their Model Ts model in T's. other states. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so you mentioned yeah. Though, so I mean that um, was a big one. Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Homecoming mm-hmm. is a whole. That's a whole thing. That's a whole ordeal. So yeah. homecoming apparently involves parades. Not where I. Not yep. where I'm from. But yep. Uh, it also is. It culminates around a football game, and usually, yep. usually mm-hmm. there's one school that gets that gets to like 
it's like the first sort of big game of the year but just because it's so weird that how how we how they i would i would actually argue it's probably one of the last big well at least really? for high school Interesting. college colleges may be different but high school i, I think traditionally jared homecoming uh um I don't remember okay. actually, but I know for my high school, our high school homecoming games, unless unless my unless well, I'm why not would the homecoming correctly. dance be at the end of the year? Because wouldn't that be well? It's not at the end of the year. It's at the end of the football season. Oh right, Ours right, was, right, right. It's at the end of the football season. So homecom the You're homecoming right. game is the last home football game. I now remember Traditionally, going that's to what it should be a homecoming right. dance in like uh in like a uh, November December or something like that. Yeah, because I remember yep. being cold outside. Yep, uh, exactly. That's true. Okay, but it is like mm-hmm. it is weird because it usually it's a it's a manufactured game where one school is clearly just finding a team that they are clearly going to beat. Doesn't that happen a lot? Uh, sometimes. Where, where it's, sometimes where it's just like happen. it's like uh, U of M's playing Appalachia South State. <laughs> Don't say that they lost. Well, that's to a, them. yeah. I actually was at they that game a couple of years ago, and I was just like, oh, okay. I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I right. thought this was supposed to be the one um, that they obviously won. <laughs> and I don't even think that was a homecoming no, game. That was the they first did that game at the of the beginning season. of the season. So I'm wrong. Yeah, they, that was the they, first they, game it's of the not season. usually. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. But well, some, um, well, some some homecoming games are. Some some of them are those like kind of cakewalk games where you just expect the the. But it, it depends so, on the schedule because I know MSU. I went to a homecoming game, and they played either Indiana or Nebraska or or maybe Wisconsin. Either either way, whatever team they played was a pretty solid team, and mm-hmm. MSU ended up losing uh, that game. Um, so the homecoming game. Homecoming would start with probably a pep rally, actually. Uh, yep. Everyone that day would probably be wearing some sort of school attire. School uh, colors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, we at, at our school uh, in, in uh, St. Mary's. Were your colors black and red? Well, we were talking about my school in Michigan. Yeah. No, it, no it, well, black was one of our colors. But our, they called it... Um, a red and white day, I believe, because we had uniforms. Okay. So that was when we could wear either like a. But I, I wonder why they called it. Now I'm trying to remember. We definitely had black shirts in there, but it was essentially a day where you could wear like khakis because that was part of our uniform. It was super corny, and tennis mm-hmm. shoes. But and then you could also wear like um, wear like a, some sort of school uh, shirt, you know, that wasn't okay. you know, the tie and whatever and button down. But you still had to tuck it in. So they apparently they essentially were making this. Now that I think back onto this. Uh, they were essentially making us look like bigger dorks than we already were. We had to nice. wear tucked t-shirts tucked into our khakis, and we were allowed to wear whatever shoes we wanted. So tennis that's shoes, style right there, Jared. Khakis and a tucked-in t-shirt is is that's quite a look. <laughs> so yeah, it's a there, vibe there, for sure. Was, there was the pep rally during the day, um, and then after what there would probably be the football game that night, uh, yep. and then everyone would 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 probably. Uh, uh, go to that, you know, in in the two towns or whatever, and then so for you, would the dance be the next night or that night too? Probably the next night, right? It's Saturday. Yeah, if I remember correctly, school dances were usually Saturdays, and school um, dances already so yeah. are are sort of an aspect of school spirit. That yeah, um, yeah. that well, yeah. You don't have I mean, another... I I remember I remember hearing the sentences like, "Oh, you don't want to go to the dance? Where's your school spirit?" I've heard that sentence before. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I probably have Straight too. up have heard that sentence I was before. probably one of the people school, that didn't want to go to the school dance, too. School dances are so funny, though, dude, especially the way kids dance now. Well, I can't even imagine. Yeah, what, I don't know now, how those now are school dances Are school dances now, or are they just like everyone doing viral TikToks? Is that what school dances are? There's probably are? <laughs> a lot of selfies being taken, but I just, I right. just imagine, like, how could you... 
I just, ugh. <laughs> well, so, well, so to put it into perspective for our listeners out there, when we were in high school, uh-huh. uh, we graduated, I think, well, yeah, we graduated the same year, right? 2010, mm-hmm. uh, 2010. And the, the type of music that was kind of hot back then, the good music was a lot of, you know, I love still early 2000s hip hop and rap is just oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's what was played at the school dances. So you better believe that a lot of the students and, and granted, I went to a school in a farm town with the majority of the students, like 90% of the students. Yeah, are but white. they listen to hip hop, um, too. Literally. Right. <laughs> and so so there was lots of bumping and grinding. Uh, yeah. And it was so funny because our either the year after we graduated or even it might have been my senior year. I didn't go to the dances my senior year. Um, I was too busy with like tennis and I was playing in a band and, and you know, just had more important stuff to worry about <laughs> if I remember correctly. Um, too cool. But I remember hearing that like that following Monday that they stopped the dance like five to ten minutes into the dance because the all the chaperones were freshman parents. So these were parents who had not seen the way high school kids mm. danced. They're like my and little And then when they baby. saw it... <laughs> right they the when they saw you know these girls you know shaking their booties on these guys um or even just girls dance with other girls in a provocative manner um parents were not happy and so they turned they turned the lights on yeah. cut the music and basically like or like go home well um did so, they, yeah. they actually sent them home yeah i went yep. to uh, that's crazy <laughs> i went to a catholic school and so they they were uh, they were uh they were actually weren't too strict probably because it was an all-boy school uh, and, right. and gotta let the boys loose yeah, a little bit. Some sexism, obviously, involved in in this as well. But they didn't let you do like the grind where it's like the butt to the to the D move. You know, back gotta back leave to, some room for Jesus, Jared. They weren't. So that's the thing is they didn't really make us leave room for Jesus. I was actually surprised. I remember being surprised how much they let go. The trick was. And here, I'll, this is for the. Ooh, is I mean, you did go. like the, the 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 front the front grind move, you know? It's like the the straddle of face the one face. leg kind of yeah. move. And I was like, this isn't that bad. I was like, I was expecting some sort of real Jesusy stuff going on here, right? But it wasn't. Now, and have I did your arms not straight ahead in front of you. I, I did not go to um, go to uh, homecoming the homecoming dance either because I found that stuff super corny. Like I was just right. like, first of all, I don't care about the football team. Um, I don't. I don't really. I. I don't know. I was just like. I. I don't. I had no interest. And even the people that went there didn't take it seriously because I remember them talking about how they voted for the homecoming king as a joke. Like they didn't even. Right. Most of the people that that voted for him apparently didn't even like him. And I was like, well, that's not nice. That's just mean. And I was like, right. And so I had real no interest. High school kids are very mean, Jared. Yeah. For sure. That's All right. For so sure. that's that's essentially homecoming weekend right there. Right. Uh, let's talk about. Um, oh, another aspect of of, of this is uh, so we talk is the the cheerleading aspect. I want to talk about cheerleading because that's sort of big at mm-hmm. the pep rallies and the homecoming and the sports and all that stuff. Cheerleading is right. ridiculously dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's actually uh, the it's most actually, dangerous sport I think for yep, high for yep. high, like grade school kids. Yep. Well, it's because of the stunts they do. Yeah. So, you, so you have you know, yeah, you have these human pyramids are throwing people in the air and catching them. Um, yeah, and I mean it gets even crazier into college. Yeah, um, w- with those competitions and stuff. Not that it doesn't get crazy in high school too, but yeah, cheerleading is a huge one. Um, then you have the dance team, and I think the cheerleaders. It's more during football season. I could be wrong about this. I was not a cheerleader or on the dance team. <laughs> it I is know interesting that those are two you, different. Jared. Like, and, and the, both of those are, are spo- like for sports. Well, and then they have poms, which is something different as well. I think I've never heard of poms. What's pom poms? Oh. Yeah, it's uh, so you have cheerleading, you have pom poms, and then you have the dance team. Well, pom poms um, are the things that cheerleaders hold. I thought. 
Yes, but I think Palms. There's a whole. I don't know. There's a whole. I don't know, but I. But I had a girl 20... in high school try to explain it to me, and what she, if I remember correctly, and this was, and this was also, you know, over ten years ago, so things could have changed as well. But what she, the way she explained it was, so you have cheerleaders who are at the football games. They're doing like cartwheels and flips and all this stuff, and they're doing these chants and cheers. Poms is basically a dance team mm. that uses pom-poms as a prop <laughs> with their dance moves. And then you have the dance team, which does not use any pom-poms or anything like that. Normal they choreograph. Just do dance. Yeah. Right. And they're like a halftime show. And I think the show. dance teams, yes. And the dance teams, it's more for halftime and also for basketball. I think the dance well, team is more inside outside basketball kind of season. And exactly. basketball is a winter exactly. sport. And so, right. yeah, and cheerleaders are like constantly sort of keeping the hype up during, right. constantly during right. the game. And they'll, they'll stop for a bit, come back maybe once a good play happens or if they're trying right. to get strong defense. Get the crowd into <laughs> it, have them chant. <laughs> they'll hold up like those you know. signs sometimes of people to yell like D on one side, fence right. on the D other fence. side. Steve, fence. So you were actually, right. I pulled up an explanation. You're actually... Jared, let me let me say goodbye to my uncle real quick. That's Chad's uncle Sorry, that he just got terrified by. Can't hear a thing. It was good to see you, Uncle Trump. You take care, man. Yeah. All right, you too. Take it easy. All right. All right. Well, Uncle well, Jared, Chuck, that's left. how you know you got some noise, some noise canceling headphones on when I, I turned around and my uncle was right Chad, there. Chad, you so terrified I was... me. I was like, he's about to die. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah okay. anyways so yeah that's the difference between like cheerleading and palm and dance i didn't even i didn't even know i didn't even know palm was a thing once again yep. see mine was a little different too as i mentioned because i went to an all-boys school so we didn't have a, a cheer team especially since it was a catholic school they probably thought that was you know like gay or something right that um, would be a little weird <laughs> to have a whole whole dude cheerleading why team. cheer is so uh, it makes sense to me and I, uh, you know they it, it you like you have the strength of people to throw people in the air there are small people right. at my school too but right. um yeah i don't know it's just I, I don't know i mean i think cheer in general is kind of i don't know i'm not a big school spirity person clearly uh right. and clearly you're not either actually i i i, I pegged you for maybe a little bit more than me but I, I don't even know if that's true mm, i would say i would say i probably have a little bit more school spirit than you do maybe okay what about um mascots well, that's another huge thing too. Is the well, I say I would say it's the mascots, and it's and it's the school colors. You know, both yeah. of those are very big. Sure. Um, so the know, mascot I mean, is the is the sort of the representation. What do you call? What would you call a the mascot? symbol? The symbol of the it's, school. It's, so it's like it's a symbol, and it's and it's usually an inanimate. You know, it's 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 an animal or a, or a, my my high school was a boat. It was a battleship. Yeah, or it's something um, tough. You know, or a like knight. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's or, a big or, one. Uh, Mine was my high school was the Eaglets, which is like a young eagle. Apparently, they're pretty uh, tough creatures. I don't like the glit, the glit Eaglets. Part. Eaglet, yeah. It's like that doesn't sound. Yeah, tough. just be the eagles. Exactly. Yeah, why, why you got to be different? Just be the eagles. We're little eaglets. Right. Yeah. I hope. I hope there's a there's a mascot somewhere. The piglets. I think and that would be no great. Way. And <laughs> so pigs. the mascot is then there's someone selected from the school to wear that suit. And the costume, and ha usually yep. during a sporting event, hang out they with like the cheerleaders the sometimes, or they'll right. uh, go yeah go out into the crowds and, and right. another hype source. <laughs> I've, I've, and I have heard that the the people who are mascots and they wear those costumes, I guess those costumes smell horrible. Oh, I um, because they're hot. That. You sweat in them. And they're, yeah, yep. I remember yep. the the guy that wore the, the mascot at my school. He would keep the head of the eagle mm -hmm. on his passenger uh, headrest, so it looks like there's a giant eagle head uh, in his oh, passenger seat. 
Now, now it's interesting though. You mentioned that Jared, because a lot of schools they try to keep the mascots anonymous, yeah, so people don't know who they are. Uh, I know at MSU there's a big thing like who's Sparty, yeah, uh, and I guess they, I guess what they do is when they graduate, they wear the Spartan boots uh, underneath their gowns when they graduate. Jesus, um, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, and I guess is... they also have a tattoo. I'm not sure where it is or what it is, but I guess if you're a Spart, uh, if you're a Spartan mascot, you have to be willing to get tattoo. the tattoo. I mean, I don't know if you have. Well, I mean, to but be, that's but some like deep school tradition. spirit right there. Right. I, no I'm sure you don't yep. have to, but I'm sure probably which also most of them leads do to have school it. marching bands. Jared, mm. that's another big aspect too, right? And, and that's the funny thing is a lot of this is centered all around football and basketball, more yes. or less, right? Yes. You know, you have the marching band for football that do these elaborate halftime shows. I know at MSU they also have the the pit. Um, well, in the student section as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been to um, some some Southern football games, and especially at these schools that aren't huge football powerhouses, sometimes the marching band are they're bigger celebrities than the football players. There's a there's mm-hmm. a football game that happens every year in uh, in New Orleans. It's called the Bayou Classic, and it's between Southern University and and Grambling University, two uh, Louisiana colleges, and literally. The football teams, are, they're, they're mediocre. They're okay. People show up for the halftime show. And it's at the Mercedes Superdome, which is the, the professional stadium in, in, um, in New Orleans. And the halftime show, is a, it's a show. Like, there's, like there, it, 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 and you have to be essentially an athlete to be in the marching band, especially a lot of these top ones, because they're playing an instrument while they're, like, dancing around the fields yep. and wa- marching around the <clears throat> fields. And it's a lot of training, too. It's, it's yeah. not as easy as it looks. They make it look very easy. Yeah, and, and so it, it, and, and they're, and the marching band historically is is known as to be a pretty tight-knit crew and mm-hmm. stereotypically they're also known to be kind of weirdos yeah yeah but they but, but um but it doesn't matter because they're, they're they are a tight-knit crew within themselves and right. uh, you can always especially and, and on a lot of college campuses i remember at u of m's campus uh probably the same uh at uh, uh michigan state's campus like if you're walking around you can sort of ominously just hear a marching band practice and you have kind of no idea where it's coming from <laughs> but it's just in the yeah. air well well it's funny <laughs> my uh my office was uh across the street from where the marching band would practice at msu uh, yeah and so whenever i would walk home uh i would uh, hear them rehearsing and they would rehearse for hours mm-hmm. hours on end yeah yeah another one um another part of school spirit i think is and this is once again it all goes around um, the sporting and stuff, is the rivalries. School spirit yeah. is fueled by a hatred of a school you know nothing about that means yep. nothing to you except for yep. you play them twice a year in football or whatever. <laughs> and and a lot of these schools uh, or towns are basically the same as your little town. Like that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's a funny thing. Like, no one's I, heard of. <laughs> right. Well, I, I remember... Uh, uh, I. I befriended a guy at Albion. Uh, you know him. Uh, you know Brett. Um, uh, he was on the baseball team. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I met I met Brett. Um, the reason why I met him is he had a he had a Chelsea hat on, Chelsea baseball cap on. It had you know the it was blue with the gold C. And I said I said, hey man, did you grow up in Chelsea? And he's like, yeah. He's like, why did did you? And I'm like I'm like no, I, I went to Dexter High School and we were rivals. Mm. He was like, oh, you went to Dexter, <laughs> huh? And that was, but we were kind of joking around about it. And then we both came to the conclusion like. They're actually both 
pretty much kind of the same talents, really, <laughs> if you think about it. Like, sure. Um, well, you know, they're, they're, we, we, yeah. as I said, we had these rivalries against like Brother Rice and uh, Catholic the other Central, Catholic other all boys yeah. Catholic schools. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's like, what's the difference? Uh, yeah, but 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 school spirit thrives off of this hatred. Or, for example, our hatred of Ohio probably is probably is originating from sports. I, I, I like, well, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine well, that it's, has it's, a lot to do with it. It's a couple different things, Jared. I can tell I you. I mean, Ohio it's State, you bring that up. Like, I don't even care about right. uh, Ohio State, but someone says, like, oh, I went to Ohio State, or I'm a Ohio State fan, and I'll give them, like, a side eye and be like, I'm from Michigan. Yep. I don't know about that. And then right. I'm like, who cares? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, well, Ohio, though, Jared, I, I guess does also ha- it has some um, historical significance with Toledo. I guess there was the the Battle of Toledo in the 1800s, mm. and uh, and what ended up happening is Michigan got the Upper Peninsula and Ohio got Toledo. I'm going to be real yeah, with you. I think, I think we, we definitely got the better deal, better end of the deal for one. sure. <laughs> um, we definitely got the got the W on that one. But um, yeah, it is interesting though that uh, we we do have rivals with someone or with a group of people. Also within such close proximity, I w- and and that's what what you see. I think a lot, especially even rivals with like uh, international sports teams. It's always sure. the neighboring countries, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the South American countries. It's yeah, like Argentina, right. Brazil, in, in soccer. Uh, right. I will say this. I um, I do sort of enjoy uh, something about school spirit that I enjoy. I do enjoy, sort of enjoy the conversation starter mm-hmm. of using your college or your high school as like a reference point and being like, right. oh, that that's sort of fake. We don't like you. When a lot of that time, right. you know, when, when most people say that, they're not actually going to be like, oh, well, we can't be friends with these people. Uh, uh, right. Honey, stop talking to them. They went to Ohio You'd State. be surprised, though, dude. Really? I think there are. Yeah, I hate to say it. That doesn't but even I make any are, sense to me. <laughs> I, I agree, Jared, but I, I, I know a, a buddy of mine that I went to elementary school with, his stepdad was such a diehard Michigan fan uh, that... If they lost a football game, he would. It was so sad. He would sulk in his room all afternoon or all night uh, if they lost. And he was he was such an extreme fan. And now I think he did go to U of M for 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 college. Okay. But the other thing is that is I I guess I I mean I remember hearing him say some comments about people that like studied at MSU or OSU. As if they're not both good, reputable universities, mm, which I find right. completely incredulous like, like they got and ridiculous. A education, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, well, it's, well, it's like that—that that old um, saying. You know, if you go to MSU, you get an education in partying, right? You know, a lot of people <laughs> say that. Um, yeah. So, but U of M is also known for being like the snooty school. Like, oh, we have yep. like we're the smartest in Michigan, essentially. Right. And it's like just because someone went to another school doesn't mean they don't know anything. Um, All I gotta say to that, Jared is bet that's right. all i got sure. there we go bet. we'll have a we'll have a smart off um here's another one here's another one uh spirit week i guess that kind of goes along with actually oh yeah um probably pep rallies because usually probably well, not, spirit not week only sp- leads up to a pep rally at the end of the week right well not only spirit week but i feel like in in the u.s i don't know about other countries but in the u.s a lot of times we do have these different themed weeks where yeah. we have spirit week or we have you know whatever week um, i actually but, but yeah. spirit week is sort of like as far as racist holidays second to halloween because mm. i feel like every time there's some spirit week now this obviously pandemic time is different but i feel like it's it goes without a doubt that some school in the middle of nowhere is going to have like 
like gangster day or thug day mm-hmm. or like basketball play like something where people right. end up just like you know like with fake chains on throwing up deuces right. you know like with fake gun uh like it's just like it always like i feel like that's whenever a spirit week happens there's got to be some racist day or like i don't know right. or like there used to be i remember my school and this is actually we had spirit week in germany as well at my international school there was also like mm-hmm. which i guess is fine uh, I wonder, actually. I, I'm. I don't. Maybe I'm not woke enough to know the answer to this. Well, how how would like um they were there? Remember, there's like a. I remember there's like a cross dressing day. So like girls would dress as boys and boys would dress as girls. Mm. Uh, on like one of the Spirit Week days. Do you remember that? Was, was uh, that one I, of the ones you had? I don't know if we ever had like. Dre- I, I wonder how that would have, fly today. I feel like that's sort of. I think of, we might have. Yeah, we might have had like a dress like a boy or dress like a girl day. We might have. Yeah. So let's go through um, some. What are some days that you'd have during Spirit Week? So obviously one of them would be like rep your favorite team or something, right? Like well, we had we had whiteout day where everyone in, in school wore like white. Mm-hmm. We had um, uh, we had some like as I said red and white day where everyone would wear mm-hmm. specifically red and white. Um. We also had, um, as I said, the boy and girl one. We also had. Oh, I'm trying. I can't think of any other ones now. I have no idea. But I do remember part of Spirit Week at my high school in my all boys school here in Michigan was uh, like uh, like games. Did you did you guys ever do that? Like a like um, various games that you do outside, like a like some sort of foot race that you do, or some sort of uh, relay game, or like or like some sort of. Gra- bobbing for apples and then running across or tossing eggs back and catching them and not breaking them or something like that or carrying an egg on a spoon and running across uh um you have we, no idea what i'm talking that. about right now no we i, I do okay. we, we did that we did that more that was i forget what it's called i was trying to think of the name of it um we we did that where it was like the it was a field day yeah we called it field day okay yes. yeah field day mm-hmm. but i wouldn't really necessarily equate that as much with school spirit That's more fair. at least what what i remember it was more just like a fun end of the year kind of your fair. parents would show up and you do quirky games mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah um you know you know what though i think another way that school spirit manifests itself in american culture is also through fraternities and sororities yeah i mean i guess that's kind of the same thing really if you think about it it's like a subculture you know? It uh, is, it. yeah. It's yeah. its own. It's its own. You know, or I, you know, I'm sitting here wearing my old hoodie from uh, Prumislovka from my uh, technical school in Komutov, right? Uh, now, mm-hmm. now this this was a special thing. They don't usually do this in the Czech Republic, um, and I, I will say. I didn't organize it. I can't take any credit for that. But my colleagues did ask me about school spirit in America. And I told them it's not uncommon in the U.S. to wear a hoodie with your high school on it. I have a T-shirt up in my room as well with the high school's <laughs> name on it. It's such a um, weird thing for me to hear you say because it, it, to me that seems so obvious that for people right. to have like high school attire or, or college right. attire even way but past. They, they don't really do that. High school and well, college. I had, I remember when I got to Shandong Normal in in China, and I remember asking. They they were nice enough, and they gave me a bag, um, and I still have the bag here, actually. Uh, you know, and, and that's what I walked with uh, every day to campus. I had my textbook and any papers I graded or whatever, and that's the bag I used. Um, but I, I asked them. I was like, "So, are there any like? Is there a place where I could get like a T-shirt or a hoodie?" And and my my foreign affairs officer looked at me. She's like, "What are you talking about? Like, why would we sell a hoodie or a t shirt? Uh, you know." But it's just a different concept. You know, it's oh, a that's whole funny. different idea. <laughs> Doesn't know? even comprehend. It's like, right. why would you be? This is whereas, a school. whereas in America, I feel like if, if you were giving if you were giving a, a faculty member who's who's like new to campus, maybe they came from abroad, right? Yeah. I, I can very well see someone giving them a campus tour and being like, 
And uh, here is our gift shop where you can buy uh, plenty of. I mean, know, I have university multiple, themed. I have multiple sh- sh- school shirts, and I I probably. I didn't buy. Well, no, I bought some of the fraternity ones, but only because he kind of had to. But I got. You didn't have to, but um, I got so many free shirts from school, and it's like oh, it's too. like yeah, this is a marketing thing. It costs less for them to like they make more off of the marketing of you wearing the shirt around in public all the time than it costs them to print you know a thousand shirts or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a good marketing scheme for sure. So, um, but yeah, school spirit is uh, it's it's definitely an interesting topic and an, an interesting aspect of American culture. Yeah, there's one more that you mentioned to me the other day that uh, you actually didn't bring up, and that was tailgating. Oh, that's right. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. That is a huge one. Yeah, tailgating to define it for our non-American uh, listeners, our non-U.S. listeners would be uh, tailgating is basically. A giant party that takes place in the parking lot before a big sporting <laughs> event, uh, and people will bring like people will bring all sorts of stuff. I and mean, primarily driving with RVs. They, they do it in professional right. for sure, but but it's definitely more of a college tradition. I feel like, and it's football. Yes, it's like American football mm-hmm. as well. And one of the reasons why, as well, is because. You know, basketball season is more during the winter, right? And it's just too cold mm-hmm. to sit out in a parking lot and drink but I'll alcohol say this. and grill. I, I, I've, it's probably fifty-fifty on miserable versus lovely weathered tailgates that I've been to in my life. I can't tell you how many tailgates I've been to where it's like. I, I like I'm just miserably drunk, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is I think uh, tailgating we we do too much in excess in too short of a period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you especially in a lot of it is very dependent on when the game is. And I can tell you very specifically, I I dreaded it when MSU had yeah. a noon game because you have to start at like meant, seven. Yeah, that meant getting up at six or seven. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget probably the time I felt. The absolute worst, and and I'm I'm talking more about tailgating at Michigan State because Jared and I went to a very small liberal arts school where I mean people yeah. would tailgate for football games, but it is nothing no, like it's not the same. If you go to a big university, and Jared has visited me on some tailgates before too, and I just remember getting up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. My good buddy Shane would come by once again. Shout out to Shane. I think I gave him a shout on the last episode, but anyways. <laughs> um, he he uh, came over Friday night. You know, we chilled. We we probably went out to a couple bars then too. Uh, you know, and and we got up at probably yeah six or seven a.m. First thing we did was shotgun a cold beer. Uh, and you know, you know, if that's how you start your day before you eat any breakfast or anything else, it's gonna be a rough day. And I can tell you, Jared. After you know, the game football game starts at noon, ends around four o'clock in the afternoon, somewhere around there. Usually, it's about three four hours, mm-hmm. give or take. And I remember getting back to my apartment, taking a nap until about six or seven, and then just feeling absolutely abysmal. And then I realized I was hungover. Yeah, of you know, course. The difference is, <laughs> yeah. right, the difference is if you go out and drink at night, you sleep <laughs> when you would be awake normally if you start drinking in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I mean, some of the times when I have felt the worst hangovers have been because of tailgating at early noon uh, I've I've games. had uh, one or two ex- situations like that at a tailgate and also at, like St. Patrick's Day too 
where it's oh, like yep. you take a nap Some at five o'clock and it's like like yeah you, you have a hangover by seven or <laughs> and your day's done and like most, if you're hungover at seven and most you're of, done but most of these kids will still go out that night like I, we're, we're, we're i don't know how people did we're that. considered yeah. like weaklings if, if we're like yeah. i'm too hungover yeah. at seven in the after or seven in the evening <laughs> right uh yeah and so tailgating is uh well it's also part partly due to our backwards alcohol culture here in the u.s because right. you can't Mo- I imagine every college uh, uh, football stadium, you can't buy alcohol most, inside. Most. Yeah, I'd say it's not. It's not every most. The vast majority, you can't buy alcohol inside the football stadium. So these people right. have, and also, I mean, they're college kids they too. Binge. So m- most of them probably aren't even of drinking age. So they're like, all right, let's just get right. it all in before the game. But that doesn't really work. At least the way I drink, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I can't just like force it all in for hours beforehand and then let that ride for um for three hours football games are three plus hours <laughs> it's yeah. like i can't I, I can't let that i can't just ride off of in a like because you get you'd hammer it and then you just in the cold or in the right. sun i've also done it yep. and then it's been like yep. baking sun down on you and you it's, have to pay six dollars for a water bottle right right it's bad it's bad both both ways yeah i'll never forget i had a friend of mine we uh we both had season tickets for msu football and she, for that exact reason, she just got way too drunk, uh, drank too much too fast and uh, before the game. And I remember the cops wouldn't let her in the game because uh, yeah. she, was, she was just too too hammered. Um, and you, you couldn't even be mad. You're like, yeah, I mean, you're right. She shouldn't be coming right, into this game. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Thanks for telling well, her because I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. Well, I've seen I've seen people I've seen people at football games fall asleep. Oh, I've yeah. I've seen people people yak. Mm, you know, yes. people you know throwing up. Just there's, there's sitting in a corner of, or something, which is a right. bunch of people surrounded right. around them. Yeah, you've seen ambulance uh, or EMT workers. Uh, I imagine yeah. you know, like taking people out and they're just like dangling like a right. corpse, and it's, yeah. and it's unreal. I mean, you don't really see that. I don't think that's in school other spirit countries. right there. For I could be yeah. wrong, but I yeah, mean, you see is. people get hammered, but not at sporting events like that. I right. imagine, right? I don't and know. Actually, not I don't know, like a football morning. game in, in England or something. I imagine you get pretty rowdy. Right? Yeah, that's true. But that's that not school true. spirit. No one's doing that for right. our school. That's just getting rowdy. Yeah. Right. That's more. Oh, yeah. and, and there's and rowdy. <laughs> also what's hilarious to uh, that usually is fueled by these drunken football game attendees is have you ever seen a fight break out at a sporting game? Uh, sporting no, event? Um, I've seen well, something high elevate school, yeah. to. <laughs> that's even funnier. I've seen something elevate to nearly a, a fist fight. And it is okay. sort of, it is sort of, I don't know what the term is, but it is weird seeing like someone with like the the two rival football teams like st- like stancing up to fight. It's like a Renaissance picture or something. It just looks, it just, <laughs> it just looks childish. Exactly. I mean, you're really like, like I almost saw saw a dude actually at the MSU homecoming game. But everyone's all uh, revved I, up too at these football games and all right. like testosterone up you know it's it's so dumb too man like you're, you're about to get in a fist fight with somebody over a team that you don't even play on yeah that it's yeah it's ridiculous you know um yeah some people just take it too far but i think that's a big aspect is, is the pride you know the pride is a big aspect of school spirit so why you do know? you think what why do you think this is such a uniquely american thing how did this not be how does this not happen in other countries school sports man 
other countries, it's club sports. I, I really think that is the main driving force why don't, why don't, between school spirit. But uh, the idea of doing sports organized through school makes so much sense to me, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the difference is, is that I think other cultures, they just view academics and sports much more separate than we do in the States, I think. Right. So to us, sports, that's that's... Like you can't really have a school without sports. Like that—that that is what makes right. a school. Right. The sports. Right. And obviously the education, but the sports is a big part of it. Exactly. And and I mean, there's no going back now, at least for us in the U.S., because we've turned it into a a money making uh, mm-hmm. like industry. How do you feel about um about speaking of school spirit, uh, college athletes not getting paid and and them couching it in? They're getting giving them an education. Well, that that's hard. That's hard to say. Um, because on the one hand, I, well, and now also we're assuming that all the athletes are scholarship and not all of them are. Um, sure. So that that's one thing to consider. I, I think, to be honest with you, if they – I do think it's a little unfair they don't allow them to – if they're using their image for marketing purposes mm-hmm. or whatever – why not? You know, if, right. if they were, if they were, for example, if, if you take maybe a famous musician studying at a conservatory, if that, you know, they're allowed to sell their CDs from my understanding, you know, they're allowed to, they would like, for example, like, yeah. if you were like a, like a really, really good classical guitarist uh, and you were famous and then you decided to study under, you know, so-and-so at, at a, you know, prestigious, like the London Royal uh, Conservatory of Music in London, for example, right? And then they sell albums. Maybe they get endorsement deals through like guitar companies. That's allowed. Mm-hmm. So why can't these athletes? You know, um, I guess to to one to to some degree, I do understand where uh, where people are coming from when they when they say, "Well, these people are getting free room and board. They're getting you know their college paid for." I get I get that argument for it, but it's like we let's be honest. We live in a capitalist country here in the U.S. Uh, and if people want to. In any other job or field of study, people are allowed to make money using their skills. So why can't these athletes? Yeah. You know? It bothers me because, um, yeah, it's like also the schools are making money off of these athletes through like jerseys or like even licensing of like a school to be in a video game or something like that. Or TV rights, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Like I feel like um, they should be... Uh, like like you're using their likeness. That's like you don't own their who they like their their face or their name. Right. Um, right. And so like well, that's why like a lot of places grow more like more fans. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like Zion playing for Duke, right? You know, and that grows. Yeah. You know, viewers. It grows the brand of your university. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good things that come out of it. You know, I w- I would also say that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, also, another thing that bothers me about it is that in most states in the United States, whatever the top college sport is, um, you know, whether it be fo- uh, football or basketball, that coach is the highest earning government employee in the state yep. by yep. a large margin, usually, by mm-hmm. like of millions in a lot of cases. Yep. And so I think the fact that the, these coaches are making millions and millions uh, and none of that goes to the students seems a, l- a little ridiculous to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's also, I think, a pretty complicated issue because there are so many there's so many factors that go into it. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you have you have sport, you know, sporting brand companies, you know, you got like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, all these companies that are 
you know, I don't know how those contracts work. Then you have broadcasting rights, TV rights, all that stuff. Um, you know, I also wonder too sometimes what about what about the alumni that that donate? You know, like I know Draymond Green has donated, you know, a pretty ch- pretty significant chunk of change uh, for like a new weight room for MSU and all sorts of stuff. You Did know, you so, hear Odell so- Beckham Jr. got in trouble with LSU, his uh, alma mater. For um, I believe that's his alma mater. Don't quote me on that. He got in trouble with whoever is. Uh, I don't want to mess that up. I'm not a football person. He got in trouble with whatever his school. It is. Uh, yeah, LSU. He got in trouble with LSU's alma mater because he was. They won some championship a, a couple years ago or something like that. And he was on the on the field after they won, handing out cash to people. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and he got in trouble for that. And yeah. uh, and it's. But you know what also makes me mad. Is a lot of these, especially like the top elite Zion Williamson esque college players, they do mm-hmm. get paid. It's just under the table, and they don't, and they and and they and they sort of like cover it in other other things. Right. And so it's like I, it's like the fact that these people are getting paid already, and the school knows about it. They just sort of you know don't bring it up, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sort of secret. Makes it even more annoying. Where it's like, well, how about see, you just do it officially? Right. Well, right. And here's the other thing is that these these young athletes, they need to learn these skills. Like I feel like there's a lot of young athletes that go into the pros and then they they you know, they get all this money and they have no they have no understanding of of how to how to manage their money. Mm-hmm. They have no understanding how to, of how to how to manage their their likeness or their brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you know, turn this like universities should be turning this into a learning opportunity for these athletes. Right? They could you can teach. You know? Yeah, ma- yeah. Make a, a curriculum suited for someone that even if they're not going to be a professional football player or athlete, you, you, I, I, but they might still work in the sports industry or yeah, exactly. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it just, it's a good way to teach money management to everyone, you know, and right. you can, you could translate that to other fields, whether you well, business, exactly. yeah, there's a lot of aspects where, yeah, but you know, but that Marketing also, I and stuff to, like that. Right. But I, I hate to say it, but sadly, I think a lot of educational institutions uh, or universities and colleges in the U S they are not, um, they don't care. I don't that much. think learning is the main goal. They're <laughs> yeah. they're they're a business at the end of the day, right? Right. Which makes um, me even more mad because they pretend that that we're giving you an education, but it's like right. I don't think the school really even believes that. I, they just know that that is a good right. talking point for them to use. Well, well, you know, I've seen some memes now where it's like a lot of these uh, universities are are reporting you know huge losses because of COVID mm. and everything else, and they have to cut sports programs. I saw a meme. It's like uh, it was like. Wow, it's almost like your university is actually uh, a sporting program that does uh, some teaching on, on the, the side, side as a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know. So, so yeah, so you you know, it, it is interesting, you know, to tout yourselves as this this edu- you know, this this uh, institution of higher learning and all all the all these great things, and yet. You know, when the sport, when the sports side of things suffers. Yeah, they don't even have a business structure that can survive without. I mean, well, obviously, I guess they don't expect a pandemic, but it's just like. Right. Yeah, we we're we're, our first thing is making money. And then I guess we'll spend some of that money on educating people. Whereas whereas when you look at how education higher ed is set up in Europe and Asia, it's a very different, very, very different So you know what? In a a college sense, when we're talking school Mm -hmm. spirit and why we, why, why. You shouldn't connect school and sport. It makes sense to me in college, yeah. Because uh, as as we're saying, yeah, schools in the U.S. A, a large number of them are only the only way they can function. 
at the at the level that they do is not based off of their their uh, how many people are enrolled, but is based off of how much they're making off of their sports programs. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting talk about school spirit today, Jared. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we get into our song of the pod today? Sure, dude. Sure. You went with a Which wordless is, one this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a uh, group from Indonesia. Um, they are called Murphy Radio. And uh, because we were talking so much about sports, I thought it would be interesting to find something with sports in the title. Uh, and the name of the song is called Sports Between Trenches. Um, how would you describe this music, Jared? Uh, it's like vibe music. That's what I would call it. It's a vibe, you know? Like, okay. it's a little trippy, you know? But um, mm-hmm. I, that's what I would call it, vibe music. It's, 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 it's like good... Um, it's kind of mellow, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not mm-hmm. listening to it right now. But, um, yeah, it's just like... A, like, I, I imagine... I imagine some... Uh, what do you, what's the generation below millennial? Gen z Gen Z? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm making this in with in their like off their computer in their room and putting it out or something obviously at a higher level than that right but it's, it's, i just get that vibe you know that's my yeah answer. so this song it's it's a <laughs> it's a trio from my understanding mm-hmm. um a guitarist a bassist and a drummer and uh and actually jared this style of music a lot of people would call this math rock because it has oh. very intricate parts to it and it and it but yeah but it does have like a really interesting kind of vibe to it um, so so is it you know the drums are pretty busy the guitar is a lot of like tapping and stuff um is math mm-hmm. rock because it's it's like um very intricate uh like like it's um, like very intricate uh not production but like composition well compositionally a lot of it also has to do with uh math rock traditionally i think had a lot of very different time signatures. Mm. Um, so, you know, a lot of rock music is just in 4-4, in four, four, you know, one, two, three, four. Whereas math rock, you might have, you know, a bunch of different time signatures. Uh, so that's one aspect of math rock. Also having, like, really intricate guitar parts where it's not just, like, it's not just, like, one simple riff. Uh, you know, it's, like, really intricate with, like, tapping. And, mm. and you know, it's just, it's kind of... It's, I feel like math rock. It's busy, but it's not flashy. If that makes sense, I feel like math rock is. And now, let me know if I'm wrong in this, but I feel like math mm-hmm. rock gets dangerously close to jazz almost. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a more contemporary form in a way where I I don't know though if math rock is as improvisational. I could mm. be wrong about. I to be honest, I don't know enough about math rock but to what, really say okay, much about. So it. I could understand. I, I could imagine it not being as improvisational. But still, the sort of the the playing with timing and is is you know very right. jazz heavy as well. Well, I think I think the similarity between math rock and jazz is is there's a lot of more intricate things happening musically and harmonically, In which, math which rock. would make us think of jazz. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. How? Yeah. Math rock. How math rock and jazz relate? I see. That would be how they relate. Okay. Yeah. But it's a it's a cool song. Check it out. Uh, Murphy Radio, Sports Between Trenches. Um, I mean, the, I you think that the drums are absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then you know, over yeah. top the drums, you have this really really amazing you know guitar playing. Um, it's definitely uh, not not the usual, I guess. But I thought this was. 
Um, just a fascinating song and definitely is a, is a good one to pop on. Uh, I was trying to find something that's more like a hype type of pep rally type of thing. Um, but Like a high school know, musical song? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but I didn't want to go that route. So, But check it out on our Song of the Pod playlist. Uh, I'm dropping it there right now, Jared. Um, so check that out, everybody. It's definitely a fantastic song. Um, uh, Untranslatable podcast on YouTube, and the group is called Murphy Radio. The song is called Sports Between Trenches. So check that out. It's definitely a good one. So, Jared, we have talked about school spirit today, and, uh, and I still stand by my statement. I think sports is the driving force behind school spirit in the u.s i'd agree with uh, that it's 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 a way we center it's kind of the 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 you know the, the way we orbit around school spirit it's all based on mm-hmm. football and basketball in the u.s really it seems like um hockey sometimes and, uh, yeah. i would say occasionally depending yeah on where i, I you're would at. agree with that yeah i went yep. i went to a pretty big hockey school i mean it was maybe baseball as well baseball actually, depending sure on where you definitely yeah hockey was the I would say those sport, are the big yeah. four yeah sure right yeah, yeah. maybe so if football, some basketball school, baseball soccer, hockey up there too no one ever cared That's about true. our soccer team when I met the school right. I went to, though. Right. Yeah, it depends on the school. <laughs> but yeah, let us know, though, if or how you celebrate school spirit wherever you may live at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we got the clock Here. telling us to speed uh, it up I'll, today, I'll, Jared. I'll draw it out. I'll draw it out. Oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, so let us know how you celebrate school spirit at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'll see Jared if I, I might be able to find some pictures of me wearing my varsity jacket we can drop on our Instagram, uh, which is yes. untranslatablepodcast. Check that out for uh, uh, clips and pics and all sorts of great stuff there. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one, um, for all sorts of good stuff there, good retweets. Uh, and lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dekuyame, muchas gracias, shishe, and dosvidanya. I've been trying to find an apology for weeks. Good enough for Raise this. the apology. Oh, nice. Um, nice. I'm so glad. Maybe I forced Yeah, it. that BMW one was <laughs> definitely an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. That I, is for sure. Yeah. It's like it's like that that shows me that maybe a company like BMW is not fully prepared for you know to do social media like the young kids. Wendy's right. doesn't apologize. Nope. You can't. Um, the, you yeah. can't. You, yeah, you can't. There's too many trolls out there. You apologize just can't. about it on social yeah. media right. later. Shows weakness, it's kind of harmless too. Right. Right. It's like, oh, you guys yeah. aren't tough and bold. It's all just a, right. just a sham, a lie. It's a facade. It's yes. a ruse. Yes. It's a ruse. I've been bamboozled. Yeah. That's that's right. BMW bamboozled me. Now I'm not buying any more Beamers. Yeah, no more that's Beamers for, sure. for me. Yeah. You've that's lost right. a customer, right. BMW. That is one of the uh, dumbest things I've ever seen. That's the most boomer thing ever, too, though, dude. <laughs> is like You've you, lost a customer. Exactly. I actually, You've just lost my business. Uh, Mercedes put out a Black Lives Matter pr- uh, message around uh, whenever you know was. they got some black some backlash some backlash <laughs> they got some they didn't get some backlash 
<laughs> and uh, one of the people pulled, you know, I've, I've been a Mercedes customer for 20 years, but the, the you've I've lost, been a Mercedes uh, customer since 1936 <laughs> when Hitler yeah. started driving around in <laughs> Germany with his Mercedes. What the, yeah, he's like, I've been a, a customer since 87. What they don't mention is they've been driving the same 87 Mercedes <laughs> right, the whole time. Right. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, and they're man. like, you've lost a customer. And then Mercedes literally just responded with the emoji of the goodbye wave. Right. <laughs> See you later. Yep. Yeah. You and I'm like, be that's missed. how you respond to it. You just yep. embrace it. Yep. You're like, listen, we we mean what we mean, and if you're not exactly. into it, then that's probably for the best. Yep. Don't let if the door yeah. hit you on the way <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. That's how you, you gotta know? take it. Yeah. That and, is and true. I, I like I like the Mercedes approach yeah. in that moment. Me too. Me too.